Welcome to Season 2 from A Lancashire Lass with me, Lucy Baxter. Joining me today is Chelsea Slater, the co-founder and director of Innovate Her. We're going to be chatting about what Innovate Her is and also about a virtual event that they're holding on the 7th of December. So Chelsea, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Thank you for having me. I'm really good. The sun's shining and yeah, I'm feeling really, really excited about this combo. Great. First of all, why don't you just sort of explain what Innovate Her is? Yeah, of course. So Innovate Her is a social enterprise. We're on a mission to get girls ready for the tech industry and the tech industry ready for girls. So what that means, and I kind of kind of two two areas that we focus on is we run e-learning programs for girls and non-binary students across the UK. Um, all are delivered on our online platform. We teach them tech skills because um, they don't really get taught many tech skills in schools, and girls tend to. And not go for it. Uh, and we also try to build their confidence, showcase local opportunities for them, depending on where they are in the UK, and also showcase um, fabulous role models that work in the sector, male and female, um, so that then they can get excited about having a career in it. That's one side of the business. And then the other side, which I think is just as important, is working with companies that have um either a big tech workforce or uh, rely on technology to to run the business we work with them on kind of like a consultancy basis uh, in terms of we provide them a network and inspiration and education to try and improve their workplaces in terms of inclusion so that when these young people eventually go and work for them they'll retain within the sector and so the tech sector um what is that in terms of and it just came into my head like obviously we get taught ICT at school and that's sort of not really well I don't know when I did it in years ago it was sort of how to use Excel how to use PowerPoint that kind of tech in inverted commas so what why don't you explain what that the tech industry is because I'm I'm I can't think of it (laughs) Yeah, of course. And this is one of the main issues, I suppose, is that in school, we only get kind of like a narrow lens of what technology is. So and it was it was similar um, when I was in school 15 years ago um, and still nothing's really changed from then. So, I mean, one of the stats is that digital skills or tech skills are in 90% of job jobs now in, in the world. So whether you're working in healthcare, fashion, uh, sports, law, there is an element of needing digital and tech skills. But when we talk uh, about technology, we might talk about um, artificial intelligence, for example, or uh, cybersecurity or development in terms of like creating apps and websites and things like that. But there are so many roles out there from like project managers who are really good planners and organizers to actual coders who sit there and actually, you know, build the, the, the products that we're using. Um, but when we talk to young people in schools, I had a group of girls 
um, just before the pandemic that I went and saw, and they said, well, I'm taking Spanish at GCSE. IT was an option, but I don't know what, how I'd use it or why, why I'd use that in my career. And I was like, oh, no. Like, and, and that's because people aren't, I suppose, um, aligning technology and what it can do. It's literally everywhere. We use it every single day. And they're not um, transitioning that into, you know, what how you can learn a skill or or um, learn it within the curriculum. So yeah, it's it, it's it's pretty much every job that's out there, I suppose. Um, and it's changing the the face of the world, I suppose, as well, because we can use technology for good. We can help improve um, poverty, climate change sustainability uh, gender um issues there's there's so many things that we can improve in life because of enhanced technologies and why do you think it is such a, a stereotypically male subject you know sort of yeah. when computing and you kind of think of like video gaming and mm-hmm. you know a bit geeky kind of thing why is it that's why is there that stereotype do you think and why do you think it's more male dominated there's so many reasons I think it stems from history in terms of so in the 80s 90s when the internet kind of boomed and that dot-com era existed it was all run by men um and the men that ran their companies grew quite quickly and then they were getting their mates in that looked like them and were the same sex as them so the tech industry kind of boomed but it was with people that were only one type of person and it was easier for them to get their friends in and and things like that um which I understand because you know recruitment's really hard But then within advertisements, we saw boys sitting at their computers when computers first got marketed or advertised to. And then um, that kind of, I think, snowballed from there. So once that stereotype was showcased uh, throughout the media and these um, high profile, powerful men started to um, highlight what they were doing and make decisions um, then that's all we kind of saw so teachers parents um, family members and friends that's all they knew so when the next generation came up then they tend to and I'm generalizing because there's some amazing people out there that wouldn't do this but they'd put um, boys and girls into boxes and then tell them to go into a certain thing because of what they were seeing out there within the advertising. So um, in this instance, boys were told to get into technology and robotics and engineering and anything kind of more hands-on or what was thought to be more hands-on. And then girls were told to become nurses or teachers or something with a more of a caring Mm. aspect to it because as women I think we the stereotype that we um have is that we kind of nurture other others or look after the children or look after family members and that's a stereotype from from kind of our side um but 
it's still happening so that stereotype is something that we're really trying to fight at Innovate Her so we're trying to talk to teachers about the importance of having diversity within um, these subjects because at the end of the day if we're only creating these things from a perspective of one kind of person uh, which is normally a white man in the middle ages um, then how is that product or service going to be uh, able to be used by the majority of people out there um, or anyone that isn't um, or who doesn't look like that so yeah diversity is really important um, in that instance. Um, and so I mentioned earlier that you're the co-founder and the director. Why did you decide to set this up? And like, when did you set it up? What was that kind of process like for you? Yeah, so it definitely was something I didn't expect to happen. I never set out to be an entrepreneur or have a business, um, really. But I was 23, I was uh, finishing uni and I worked within a tech company um straight away so I was more I was on the digital marketing side but I was the only female in that office and although at the time I didn't feel any sexism or discrimination I've I've um grew up with five brothers um, oh, wow. and I'm I was the only female for a while so I'm kind of used to that um mask like being around that masculine energy I suppose so when I got in there I was like you know this is normal to me but then other women started coming into the um, the workplace and they weren't really having a good time. They were experiencing sexism and discrimination. And I and I witnessed that um, and they'd soon leave. So I recognised that it was a problem um, early on and then I wanted to do something about it. I absolutely love technology as well. And I wanted to see more women that looked like me and that didn't look like me come into the industry. Um, so I set up something called Liverpool Girl Geeks. Uh, we're based in Liverpool and I went to uni in Liverpool, but I'm Welsh. Um, and we set that up um, and it was just meant to be an event series to highlight the amazing industry that technology is. We'd bring in speakers that we knew that worked uh, within the industry and then the women that came along said to me, right, you've inspired me now. Like, how do I actually learn skills to get into the sector? So we started putting on coding courses and other courses in like UX design and robotics and social media marketing, just a broad range of what kind of tech skills there, there were or that we knew of at the time. Mm. And then that um, built up to a community of 20,000 people in Liverpool I decided to quit my job because it was getting too demanding and I was I really wanted to dedicate myself to this mission of trying to get more women within the sector because at the moment and back then it's not changed much there's 19% of job roles filled with by women in technology and back then I think it was around 17% um so I I quit my job I, th I thought I'll find some funding to try and do this full-time I was skint for a few uh, years whilst trying to do it um, but um, it was the best thing I ever did and and because it was called Liverpool Girl Geeks and we were getting some traction elsewhere particularly in Greater Manchester and um, we we decided to relaunch as Innovate Her in 2017 so so Innovate Her exists has existed for about four years 
And the difference, I suppose, between Liverpool Girl Geeks and Innovate Her is the Liverpool Girl Geeks focused on adult ed- ad- adult education mm-hmm. when we realised that the issue was much, much younger um, than that and that we had to directly speak to girls in schools, um, particularly before they, they pick their GCSEs. So Innovate Her focuses more on the younger generation rather than um, supporting adult adult women. There's so many amazing networks out there for adult women that we um, support and connect with for that. But um, yeah, it's the young younger generation that we focus on now. And why did you choose the name Innovate Her? Like what other names were floating around when you were relaunching? Oh God, there was loads. And we actually, the process that we went through is that we had a group of young people that had been through one of our programmes. We brought them into um, an office that, that Uniform Design basically created our brand. And we brought 30 girls into there and said to them, look, these are all the names that we're thinking of. So there was... There was Innovate Her, there was Girl Geek, but like spelt G-R-R-R-R-L. <laughs> it was us thinking that we were cool. And um, they all went for Innovate Her. So we were very surprised. We thought it was quite a mature name for 12 to 13-year-olds at the time. Yeah. Um, but they all went for that. Um, so that's how we kind of arrived there. And they also helped us pick the brands so we also had like mood boards all over them offices and they told us which ones they were more attracted to and they put um their ideas on there as well so it was all created by the the younger generation who are now like 16 17 which is amazing um yeah yeah, that's how we got the name and the fact that they were sort of involved in in it shows that that age group would be interested in in your brand and in your business you know now as well whilst it's whilst it's going on um so as you said only 19 percent of the digital tech workforce in the UK is female compared to 37 percent across all other sectors um and then it's proven that the gender gap costs the tech sector time and money but also contributes to the challenges with sourcing talent and widens the digital skills gap. So what is Innovate Her doing about this to change those things? I know it sounds very much like it's about changing the future. Yeah. Yeah, we do multiple things, actually, and there's so much, as you'll know, that needs to be done in in lots of sectors, not just technology. Um, But one of the things that we're trying to do is really change the perception of who works in technology and who should work in technology. And we do that by creating really like modern, I suppose, approaches to education. So we, First of all, and how we create a programme is that we work with forward-thinking organisations in technology that are doing really great work. And we ask them what skills they need and can they help us create a programme for young people. And then we go and film role models to support that work. And then we integrate it into the classroom and showcase that um, with case studies and applications that 
the young people can actually take from school into the workplace. Um, so we're really disrupting the education system by bringing in these new ways of working, by bringing in the um, skills that the, the next that, that the companies actually need them to learn. Because as we spoke about, the curriculum isn't doing enough uh, in terms of that. So we're really disrupting the education. But I think we're disrupting the industry as well. So. Um, we're trying to get leaders, uh, CEOs, um, founders, board members to actually listen as to why inclusion matters. And some of the research that you've just um, talked about there is why it's really important. At the end of the day, um, the stats say that um, if you're more diverse, you're more um, productive. If you're more diverse, you're um, profitability is higher um, you will have a better culture and all of these things you know make sense for a business um, to do so we're trying to get leaders to really recognize that and be a voice for the the industry so that others can um, listen and also do the same thing um, so yeah I think we're hopefully disruptors and um, we, I mean, we've worked in 60 odd schools now and worked with over 5,000 students. Um, and some of those are actually going into tech apprenticeships and going to do university degrees in technology or going in straight to work. Like we're not all about that, you know, university pathway either. We're looking at different avenues that they can go down and it's working. Um, so yeah, we just need to keep on doing what we're doing, I think, uh, and disrupting both sides. You said that you'd had, like you film role models sort of talking about it. Who have you had in the past who you've sort of had as, as role models? So we more go down the route of everyday role models. Um, we'd love to get some celebs. <laughs> Maybe you can help us with that. <laughs> um, but we, we, normally work with brilliant role models that are leaders within their field of work. So some of the organizations that we work with are Co-op, PlayStation, Berry Group, um, BAE Systems that are based in Lancashire. Um, so they're yeah. supporting us with a big project at the moment. Um, and we interview role models within them workplaces so they could be I don't know senior developers they could be engineers um we've we've worked with a flight systems operator for example at BAE and wow. um, really cool jobs like that and then we get them to just talk about their journey and uh, what skills that they've learned and what their life looks like at these organizations so they're the kind of role models we go for um which are amazing because also we, wherever the project is, we try and get role models from the area. So when we're working in Lancashire, we work with Lancashire role models because mm. we feel like the, that they'll resonate with them people more. Um, because obviously if you see someone that sounds like you um, on, on telly or whatever, and you'll know this, from, Northerners don't get that as much. Um, yeah. So we really need to celebrate people in the north and people that live by these people so that they can be like right I can do that as well 
so if I was to ask you sort of what if you were to sort of describe innovate her in sort of like one mission statement or like sum it up in a few of your values what would they be so our mission is to get girls ready for the tech industry and the tech industry ready for girls we mm-hmm. love that mission statement um but our values and you're going to test me here we've got six of them um it's courage collaboration curiosity passion integrity and in entrepreneurship and we try and embed them in everything that we do in terms of how we run the business how we bring in new team members but also how we create content for our partners and young people as well Oh, you, I didn't test you at all. You knew them very well. I can't yeah. believe I did that then. I was uh, counting on my hand, but yeah. normally I'd forget one of them. But I'm, I must be on the ball today. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do then? So say I'm at sort of an Innovate Her event or you've come to my school. Talk me through sort of the, do you, I don't know, is it sort of like a PSHE lesson or do you come in and teach the whole is it year seven year eight year olds year eight to eleven yeah so so yeah yeah why don't you talk me through sort of a session that you would you would run how that goes yeah sure so pre-pandemic we'd go in for two hours a week for eight weeks um and that could actually exist after school or within the curriculum depending Mm -hmm. on the school's flexibility And the most popular course that we deliver is our Tech for Good course. So what we do is we have um, six to eight sessions. Um, At the beginning, we'll talk about what Tech for Good is. And we'll talk about um, the fact that through this course, they will be able to create something that helps to solve a problem. So I don't know whether you've heard about the UN Sustainable Development Goals. No, I don't think I have actually. So they have, so the UN have um, a big campaign and they have 17 development goals um, that countries and uh, individuals can work towards and commit to mm-hmm. uh, making change. So there's, um, there's like one around poverty, there's one about gender equality, and there's one about climate change. Um, and what we do is we talk about those to the young people and say pick one of those anything that resonates with you or um, perhaps your family or community and we'll take you through the process of how you would um, come up with amazing ideas to solve that issue using technology and then once they've got their ideas down and they'll pick one and then they'll start thinking about prototyping it. So we use various software um, to do that and to help them through that process. Um, and then they'd have a coding session to try and build some of it, even though we you know, have a separate coding course for them to do that in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end, they present their ideas and pitch it back. Uh, so it's a really nice process of you know, coming up with an amazing ideas for Tech for Good. Um, and then they actually make or prototype it and then pitch it back at the end. That's our most popular course. And then Sounds throughout so interesting. That, oh, it's so good. And I wish that um, I'd had that in school because I definitely... Yeah, I think... Yeah. 
I think if more girls did have that and, and not just girls sort of the if you take sort of technology and ICT in general like when I was at school which probably was long a long time ago but I don't know if it's changed I know they do a lot more programming and I think they're trying to bring that in in some schools but <clears throat> just the whole coding thing you know with with the way society's going with like apps and things like designing apps that that kind of creative side in technology as well there's there's so many more careers in that that I think schools don't do enough to feed because maybe mm. they don't have the skills in it because they're not trained as well um, exactly but yeah like like I don't know coding just things like that it just seems like a completely different planet like I wouldn't know the first thing to do with that but it's it sounds really interesting you've hit the nail on the head though because teachers aren't getting the support that they need to be able to deliver these skills and that's one of the huge barriers so you mentioned um school and 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 coding but only 40 percent of schools in the UK or around about that offer computer science so even if they come on to do our course like that's a recommendation from us is you know to go and do that computer science GCSE even though it's not the be all and end all you can get into technology by so many different routes you don't have to go down that route but it's a great one just to understand what coding is but if the schools aren't offering it and the teachers aren't getting trained to to take it um to deliver even then how are we going to make that change but then some of the schools tell us that they can offer it this this and the teacher the teacher is there but then the students are taking the subject so yeah. you know what we just said like we need to bring it to life we need to talk about um how they can apply these skills in the real world like everyone uses apps every single day like we're on netflix uh, most nights we're using an app now to um, record this on Zoom. We use thousands of apps on our mobile phone. Um, and now we use it for banking and everything. So everything's tied, isn't it, to your, to your phone now? Mm. Um, so, yeah, we just need to kind of, we, we do need to bring it to life. But just to add to what I said, so pre-pandemic, we do that all face-to-face. And now we've got an e-learning platform. So it's still delivered within the classroom but we live stream it in or they can um they can just basically sign up and either do it at home or or within the classroom and that's the big difference that yeah has gone through I suppose with the pandemic and where what schools do you go around are you sort of national or is it just northwest so do you do any school any school now, um, pre-pandemic, it was mostly Merseyside and Greater Manchester. But because of the change that we've uh, gone through in terms of building our e-learning platform, now anyone in the UK can access, whether it's an individual at home or a school. In we had um, someone from Aberdeen contact us saying, can we do this course? Yes, you can. Um, so anyone in the UK at the moment, it's only English speaking, um, we've only got one language on there currently, but we've got aspirations to build on that and hopefully one day go international with it. But we're taking small steps. We need to crack the UK first. <laughs> <laughs> and so if we move on to talk about the virtual event you're holding um, yeah. on the 7th of December, can you tell me more about that? 
Yeah, sure. So we've got um, a huge amount of investment from BAE Systems. We got £150,000 to work with 20 or 25 schools in Lancashire across 12 months. And we're launching that with a huge online event um, on the 7th of December. There's three sessions that, that people can book onto, either teachers or individuals or youth club leaders. We have a morning session, afternoon session, and an evening session. They're 90 minutes long, and it's all about us bringing amazing people and role models and companies to the event to showcase what their journeys have been like in technology, um, why they should go and work in technology, what they can do and how they can go and work in technology, um, as well as, you know, tons of inspiration. So some of the sessions, we've got a a demo in animation, for example. We've got PlayStation there doing a panel on how um, all of the people that work at PlayStation that are on the panel got there. Uh, And to have a company like PlayStation, you're obviously a very well... Um, like you've obviously got a very good reputation in the tech industry for doing what you're doing to have people like that wanting to invest like BAE like PlayStation like all that yeah Yeah, we've we've done well on that side I think and that's the thing you know that really attracts the young people so you immediately know who PlayStation are Mm. so and they're local so I mean they're in Liverpool so they have a big headquarters in Liverpool they they employ hundreds of people here um, and a lot of that work is being now done remotely so people in Lancashire can also go and work for them so it's it's just really great to see like uh, say someone from um, PlayStation talking or BAE and then uh, a young person's like oh I know I know them I want to go and work for them as well and they're, they're the kind of brands that we want to work with because that kind of light bulb moment happens in a young person when they see a brand that they recognize so yeah we're very fortunate to have uh, brilliant partners and who is the event for is it for like the teens but then you also said it's for youth workers and teachers yeah so the actual content is for teens aged between 13 and 17 so anyone within that age uh, range can sign up we're encouraging teachers to sign up to live stream it in their classrooms I must say boys and girls are invited so it's it's open to all genders this time we want to make sure that that we do events for everyone because it's really important as you say that everyone learns mm. these skills and then in the evening we've opened that up to youth clubs as well so youth club leaders could choose to sign up and um, live stream it within their their youth clubs as well so um yeah it's kind of for everyone I suppose and so if people want to sign up to this event or want more information how can they do that just google inspiring Lancashire innovate her and all of the information's on there you basically just sign up as a teacher and then you'll get a teacher pack and all of the information needed if you're a student or, or a parent who have who has a child that you'd really like to attend this you can go through the same um process so you go onto that page um i can't remember the uh, url maybe i can give it to you lucy um so that you can share it on your podcast notes but um yeah it's a simple sign up and then in a few weeks you just pick your sessions because you can pick two out of the six sessions and then come along on that day 
so what's what's next what's like the future for innovate her what's what's the dream or the goals so we've got loads of plans so we want to build out our e-learning platform and host hundreds of good quality courses on there so we want to be like the future learn I don't know whether you know that platform for yeah. young people so we really admire that site for learning and we want to do similar to for, for teens so over the next couple of years we're going to be building that out growing our team and then hopefully reaching more and more people across the UK we have a real passion for the northwest um, mm. and the north in general we we believe that we need to provide opportunities for people in the north um, but we want to be a national brand so we'll be working on that as well. Oh well best of luck and yeah I will add the um the website at the end of, of this chat and I hope it all goes well on the seven. so thanks so much for chatting to me Chelsea it's been really really interesting and I hope it encourages teens girls and boys to take up doing more tech and sort of looking into that as a as a career oh yeah thank you so much I hope so too and and it's been great to speak to you And if you do want to register for the event, you can find it on https colon forward slash forward slash innovateher.co.uk forward slash innovating dash Lancashire forward slash. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. To keep up to date with all things from a Lancashire lass, follow on Facebook and Instagram at from a Lancashire lass.